This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Side Hustlers. My name is Carla Marie. I am your host from iHeartRadio. And this entire podcast, the whole idea of the podcast is to highlight and feature and follow the people who are doing something outside of their day job. These people who are working extra hours just for something that they love. You will be very surprised to find how many people are doing this, how many people are doing it in a completely different way than one another, and the things that they are doing that are pretty similar. So this week, we are going to talk to Kendall. Kendall has not one, but two side hustles other than her day job. She has her own grazing table company, which is going to be really cool for you to find all about that and the hollow sloth. And 
her own videography company called Alita Lane Films. So I want you to follow along this whole podcast. Check her out on Instagram. It's The Hollow Sloth. So you can see what the heck we're talking about. And Alita Lane Films, O-L-E-T-A. I'm The Carla Marie on Instagram. I appreciate so, so much that you tag me whenever you are listening to Side Hustlers. If there's ever a quote that you hear from someone that you really, really love, Put that in your Instagram story and tag me because I love hearing what you think of the podcast. All right, let's get to Kendall's story and how she is doing double side hustles. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo. It's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Kendall is in studio with me today. We are actually in the studio. I'm not doing this podcast from home because Kendall is here in Seattle, but not for long. So we're going to get into that as well. So hi, Kendall. Hi. Thanks for coming in. She even brought food and drinks. So this is going to be a great podcast. Yay. (laughs) I love you. Okay. (laughs) So Kendall, you have two side hustles. We're going to get into them, but your day job is doing what? I work in property management during the week. Now, is that something you've really want to do? Or is that just like, I got to do this because I've got two businesses of my own that I'm working on? Yep. I was looking for something that would give me time to kind of explore the other things that I really wanted to do. And it turned out finding this job in property management, it's uh, part time. Oh, that's awesome. I have a lot more time and my boss is super great and flexible and supportive. So I have a lot of time to work on my other stuff. Does your boss know that you have side hustles? Oh, yeah. That's great. Was that something you kind of went into this job being like, hey, I've got these Mm -hmm. things and you kind of had to for what you do, because it's like what you do is time consuming, really both things. So let's get into the hollow sloth, because I love the name. I love what it is. And I just have so many questions. So first thing is explain what the hollow sloth is. So the hollow sloth is a grazing table company. Um, We do grazing tables, grazing platters, kind of like a lot of food spread out over a, <laughs> a a long table for events, everything from like weddings all the way down to like baby showers, retirement parties, birthday parties, even just like we've made some to send to the park for outdoor concerts, oh, stuff cool. like that. So it can go from really big to really small. So you say grazing table and immediately the first time I hear that, I'm like, for animals? I think grazing. <laughs> I think animals. I think like a giraffe just grazing in a safari somewhere. <laughs> Essentially, that's what we're doing with one of your tables, though. Mm-hmm. So you and I got to be a part of the This Is Magazine styled shoot that Tatum set up. Tatum, first guest on this podcast ever. So people have been listening to day one. They know who she is. She set up this styled shoot where a lot of people got to be a part of it just to showcase what they have in the magazine. And that's where I really got to see what you did. And holy crap. It is like looking at, it's crazy because you really, you hear food is an art, food is an art. Oh my God. It, in that situation, I looked at it like it was a masterpiece. It really was probably the coolest piece of art I have ever seen. Like what you're able to do with food is, I mean, it's crazy. I know you're sitting there like laughing at me, but it really is incredible. So where did that come from? Like, did you go to culinary school? Tell me about how the hell this started. Yeah, I was actually just like chilling on my couch one night and I was scrolling through my Instagram and I found uh, a, a grazing table. It just popped up on my feed and I was like, what is this? What is this about? <laughs> Look at all that cheese. And so then I just went down this rabbit hole of looking and finding all these other grazing table companies 
And I was like, this is so cool. I could do this. <laughs> now, had you ever done, because in studio you have today a platter that I don't like, is that a 15 inch circle, you would say? I'm just thinking, it looks like a, uh, yeah, a personal pizza that. size. Yeah. If you were to go somewhere to get a personal pizza, yeah. that's the size of the platter. Yeah. Had you made something like that before seeing a grazing table on Instagram? Yeah. So okay. I do stuff like that for like my book club or for events that we go to. I, I'll usually bring one, or if I'm hosting, I'll put out a couple. And uh, just, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from friends who have been like, these are so good. They're always gone at the end of the night. And I like to make them look pretty. So I feel like that helps. They do. So my coworker, Zan, was in here before we started this podcast and she was geeking out over it as well. So it's not just me, like other people do geek out over it. So what is it like for you then being the artist behind this? Because are you making any of the food no. So I source it all from like local shops, artisans. That's the thing. I do have a food handler's permit for assembling okay. it, but I don't make any of it. There's just too much red tape with that. Like a lot could come back I, to me. So I've heard all about it. I, yeah. I know. Yeah. So essentially then you really are an artist in this situation. So what is it like for you being on the side of it when people are geeking out over your assemble of food. Yeah, it's funny because it makes me think of it, you know, some people are just really good at math and it just like clicks for them. It makes sense. And for me, like putting together these platters of food, it's like, yeah, this makes sense. It's really easy. Like I don't even, I don't even think about it that much. I mean, I just know that this goes there and that goes there and this is going to work with that. And these flavors are going to work with that. And I don't even put that much thought into it. I just do it. Okay. So I want people to see what the (laughs) hell we're talking about, by the way. So go to Kendall's Instagram. It's the hollow sloth on Instagram. So let's talk about the name. What the heck is the hollow sloth? Okay. So when I was trying to come up with a name, I was originally thinking of a pun off of the word graze, but like everything that I wanted was already taken even by people who weren't in the Seattle area, but it was still already taken. And so I kind of had to think outside of that. And I love sloths. Like they're one of my favorite animals. They They are amazing. Every time I meet one, I'm like, I have been blessed. I'm sorry. Every time I meet one. Okay. Well, I just like, yeah. How yes. often are you meeting sloths? I don't know. Maybe Hold I just on. have a weird... I'm opening my wine for this, so feel free to open yours. This is... Now we're talking sloths. Oh, you already opened yours. <laughs> Cheers. Over there. Okay. So tell okay. me about how often you run into sloths okay, in so the Seattle like, area. Not super often, but um, <laughs> my husband and I just went up to this wildlife sanctuary okay. in Port Angeles to do a wolf encounter in yes. March. Super cool. Super amazing. Surprise, there were sloths. So I was just like lingering in the sloth vestibule. And everyone was like, hey, we're going to go look at the wolves. And I was like, but my babies. <laughs> now, had you in, had you come up with the hollow sloth already? No, no, no. This oh, was before. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I don't run into a lot of sloths. But <laughs> I, I was trying to think of animals that graze a lot. And I was like, cows? Yeah. yeah. an odd you know, name. Yeah. <laughs> and sloths, I actually thought it pretty pretty quick, but I was like, I can't just call it the sloth. Like, people are going to think it's like leisure wear or something. I don't know. <laughs> I would totally wear leisure wear. Yeah. Called the sloth. And so next, was, next side hustle. Yeah. Um, I was texting a friend and I was like, hey, this is my idea. This is what, this is what I'm going for. I want to incorporate the sloth. I, I don't really know. Help, brainstorm with me. And yeah. so she texted me back and a bunch of different names and she said what about the hollow sloth like a hollow as in you're never full yeah and you're just always eating and I was like oh yes like that is it checked uh checked if the domain was available definitely was and that was kind of how it happened that's great so when was that 
It was in April of this year. So so this is still very new. So yeah. it is, I know the podcast listening is weird. So it is August, 2019 right now. Mm-hmm. And so only what, four months then at this point, yeah. you've been officially doing this yeah. as a business. Mm-hmm. How did you market yourself? Like, how did you say, okay, I'm doing this now world hire me. Well, I had a really good opportunity with my other side hustle that I was putting together a styled shoot uh, for a wedding. Okay. It, it was a really, it ended up being a really big production and I did, I knew I would be able to do a grazing table for this shoot that could kind of yeah. show it off. So that was the first big one that I did, but I also started putting together smaller platters. I kind of found any excuse to put together a table. So like my birthday's in May, we had a Kentucky Derby murder mystery party. So I put together a Kentucky Derby grazing table for this part, you know, I was just kind of like taking, yeah. I was taking every opportunity, opportunity that yeah. I could to, Art. and then I would just post it, you know, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. I, <laughs> but I know it's a game, but if you yeah. can figure it out, it works. And in a world where a lot of, like, I don't think a lot of people are doing what you do, mm-hmm. at least locally here in Seattle. I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like if you find something you're good at and you're kind of ahead of the game, just go with it. Right. And is this like a big market? Are there a lot of people out there that are like, I'm going to make grazing tables? I think it's trending. Um, It's really big in Australia, which is the first initial rabbit hole that I went down. So Mm. that was all the grazing tables that I initially found and saw all the pictures. Those were all in Australia. Okay. I I follow a bunch on my Instagram. Well, you're okay. So you are moving to Australia. Yes. Which is now making me sad because like I want to have an event where you can make me a grazing table. I'll come back. Okay. How many months do I have to you officially move? We move in about two months. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a party in the next two months that will involve a gracing table. Yes. Done. Happening. So you are moving to Australia. So now you're going to need to almost start over again. Yep. Exactly. So if anyone is listening from Australia or you know anyone in Australia, help Kendall out. Because I know you're. I know there's at least someone who has a connection to Australia somehow. So you're a dual citizen though, you said. Yes. So you're, this is like, you always knew you were going to do this or? No, I never... I mean, I've always wanted to. Like, it's always been in the back of my mind. Yeah. Like, how cool would this be? I'm really close with my family over there. I've got a bunch of cousins who are all in the same age group. And okay. uh, we, gr- we grew up together. Yeah, I've always wanted it to happen. But I was like, there's no way my husband would ever go for this. And Well, he obviously did. Unless you're leaving him behind. <laughs> no, he's coming. It was actually his idea. So, what? Yeah. What was I, that day like? I don't think I slept at all that day. But it's like Christmas forever. I was just like all these things going through my head. Like at first it was like, there's no way we can make Mm -hmm. this work. There's no way it's going to be way too hard. And then it was just like, maybe we could. And now here we are. That's crazy. Yep. Well, congratulations for getting to do something you've always wanted to do. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're pretty excited. So I want to talk more about the hollow sloth, but I think we need to kind of connect your two side hustles now. Um, The other side hustle is how we met and it's Olita Lane, right? Did Mm -hmm. I get it right? Okay. So Olita Lane, it's your... Videography and photography company. Yes. How did that start? I've always been into photography and videography my whole life. And I was kind of trying to like find myself recently and trying to figure out what it was that I really wanted to do that I knew I would love doing. Now, how recently was that? This was uh, 2017. I was kind of transitioning jobs in 2017. And I was really just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was driving home one day thinking about it. And I was like, oh, you know, I really like weddings. Like 
I liked planning my own. I love going to them. You planned um, your own wedding completely on your own. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So much fun. So I was like, oh, I could do photography. I could do wedding photography. And then it turns out trying to break into wed the wedding photography industry is like I'm sure. ridiculous. It's so saturated and Im almost impossible. I mean, you have to know someone who knows someone. Because everyone's and, got mm -hmm. their person yeah. that they use. So they tell their friend, their yep. sister, everyone. Yeah. It's yep. hard. It's so hard. And I was like, oh, well, you know, videography isn't huge yet. Wedding videography, it's up and coming, but it's not, ev not everyone's doing and it. And you know what's crazy that you say that? Growing up on the East Coast, I had never been to a wedding that didn't have a videographer. Oh, that's so crazy. It's so crazy. And I mean, it's just like, as a kid, I'd go to a wedding and they used to do this thing where they would give everyone at the wedding a microphone and they'd film them and you'd give a message to the oh, bride and groom. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be at a wedding of like 200 people and your videographer, like there'd be two cameramen maybe. And one was going around doing that the whole freaking night. Yep. And it's, it's so like, to me, it's so funny how, because it's an over the, not over the top isn't the way to explain it. It's just an extra thing that people never, I guess, out here thought of you needed for your wedding. But mm -hmm. in New Jersey and New York, it's just like you check off everything right, on your list right. for a wedding. That's so cool. And it's funny to me that you're saying like it's up and coming out here, but it in a different way because it is trendy. It's a recap. It's a really cool way to recap your wedding and not just have hours and hours of footage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a wedding, uh, one of my closest friend's weddings in 2016, and she hired a videographer. So it was my first experience with a videographer, and it was so awful. I was. Wow. It was like so forced and so unnatural. You know, they were like, oh, now shake your bouquet at the camera. And it was like, but why? <laughs> like, I was just like, why? I wouldn't normally do that. <laughs> yeah. And so it felt so forced. And I and that was actually kind of what planted the seed. Because I was like, really? I was like, I could do this and I could be different in that I don't force people to do things. Like, I just capture the day. Did your friend who was getting married like what was going on for her wedding? Or I honestly think it all happened so fast. Yeah, she, 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 she no wasn't idea. really focused on it. And she loved the end product, which is really all that matters yep. for her. But like, sh I don't think she was even part of the bouquet shaking. That was me and the other bridesmaids. <laughs> so the, the bouquet shaking is what made you say, I'm starting my own company. It, kind of in a roundabout way. Yeah. Because I was like, I could do this and I could make people feel comfortable. And like I say with Olita Lane, like my my job is to make you feel like you've known me forever. That's You're amazing. comfortable around me. I'm just like another person who's there for the party, but I'm working for you filming your day. Now, you keep saying the name of the company, Olita Lane. I want you to talk about how that name came about. Again, struggling with names, <laughs> brainstorming, trying, trying to think, think of something different. Another one that just hit me in the car while I was driving home. That's the best time. Yeah. Car and shower. Yep. Ah, yes. So uh, my grandmas are Olita and Elaine and... I love both of them. They both, um, I get my my culinary <laughs> prowess, my my artistic culinary gift from my grandma Olita. And um, Elaine is my grandma in Australia, who's just so great. I love her so much. She is just the life of the party. I adore her. And so I was like, well, what if I did Olita Lane? Because Olita Elaine sounds weird and then people are going to think that's my name right. and too weird. Yeah. So I shortened it kind of a stretch, but it works. No, for it's me. not a stretch. It totally works. Yeah. And it's cool to have something that means so much to you. This company mm -hmm. be named after two things that mean so much to you. Yeah. It's really cool that you've been able to do that. And yeah. slots, obviously you love slots. So there's yes. that. They mean, I mean, grandma has over slots, but still. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, my, my grandma Alita, we called her grandma Lee. She actually passed away in 2017, maybe six months before I started this business. Oh. So 
it was kind of like a nod to her and I know she'd be really proud of me. So that's amazing. Yeah. So does your other grandma know that the company is named after the two of you? Um, she, two of them. she should know. I mean, I've written her, I write her like letters usually around her birthday, which didn't this year. Sorry, Nana. Uh, her birthday was like six days ago. So well, you better I'm get on bringing that. it with me. Okay. I'm bringing it when I move. That's so yeah. sweet though. But I know I wrote her in one of the letters that I had named it after her. So I think she knows. That's incredible. But, yeah. And also, I mean, completely not a side hustlers thing. It's more of a life thing, but that's such a cool, you write your grandma letters. How <laughs> many of us do that? Or how many of us have the ability to do that and don't do that? And that's just like a, I love getting these tidbits of people's lives, yeah. not just their side hustle. And yeah. that's just something to be like, huh, when's the last time you wrote a letter or sent a oh, handwritten yeah. note or card? Cause it's important. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a lost art. It totally is. New side hustle for you to start. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Letters. We'll come up with the name by the end of the podcast. Yeah. So l was there a time, obviously, the beginning of when you started the Hollis Thought, you were able to cross the two side hustles. That's how you kind of, yeah. you said you did the styled shoe and you were mm -hmm. able to make a grazing table. Have they crossed paths again since then? Um, well, yeah, they crossed paths at the event that I met you at because I was doing the videography for Crystal for Nobility Leadership. And she asked me, hey, can you do the videography? P.S. Do you want to do a grazing table? And at first I was like, oh, my gosh, like this sounds like a lot. It's a Monday night. Yeah, it was. <laughs> this is a commitment. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, just do it. You're going to be there already. And so right. you were working your butt off that night. Yeah, I recruited one of my best friends, Erin. She's kind of been my assistant throughout this process whenever I've needed her. Um, like I'm teaching a charcuterie class. I taught one in August. I'm teaching it in September what? and October in the U District at Studio Life. Hold on. Yeah. I'm so excited because I did not know any of this. So Studio Life, they've been on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, and that is where the uh, the style shoot where yeah. we met yeah. was at Studio Life. Yeah. Um, I need to go to this. Yes. So what, people can go to is it studiolifeseattle.com mm -hmm. if they want to sign up for your class. Yep. It's like under the classes tab. Yeah, so we had our first one on August fifteenth. How did I miss that? I don't know. It was on my it was on my Instagram, <laughs> but it went really well and it was really fun. But yeah, the owners of Studio Life, uh, Christy and Brooke, yeah. they actually asked me at the the original styled shoot where I met you. They asked me that night if I'd be interested, and we were kind of cultivating it all summer and coming up with the idea. So uh, how was it? So great. Was it weird teaching people to do what you do? It was weird because to me, it was just like, come on, guys, this is some basic stuff. But I was like, no, 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 don't be like that. Don't be that girl. But do you leave there being like, OK, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, this no, awesome. it was great because there were some like mediocre platters <laughs> and some amazing it's ones. Just, it's a great way to keep you like you're secure when you leave there. You know, yeah. your business is going to do just job, fine. Job security. Yeah. No, but it was cool. And Christy and Brooke were so great. And um, it just turned into it, there's wine. So it's like a happy hour charcuterie <laughs> class. So everyone just kind of had some wine. And then we did some some charcuterieing, And then we had some more wine. And it was did great. Did you just make that word up or is yeah. that a word? You no, made? that that I just made that up. Charcuterieing. That sure. is a fun one to yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited that you're doing that. Yeah, that's really cool. Funny, though, that I think the night that we met at that event, you may have also seen me changing in the back room. Was that you or was no, that, that was me? That was yeah, me. So, no, I mean, we me. we started with a bang. Yeah, I was I'm changing because we're doing the style shoot. You're making a grazing table. Now, here we are doing the podcast yep. full circle. Yep. And we have our clothes on. So but we, we got wine. Yes. So far. So far. <laughs> so Alita Lane, you said you started doing the videography. But how did you get your first real client? Then? Yeah, it was hard so, to break in. Right. And so I was thinking from the beginning, I was like, well, 
I don't have a portfolio for people to look at. So why would they hire me? <laughs> sure. Come on over. <laughs> I, yeah. Shoot the biggest day of my I whole totally life. I totally want to pay you all this money and hope you just nail it. <laughs> totally. I had a friend who was getting married the next month or two months after I decided to start. And I texted her and was like, hey, FYI, starting a company, would love to shoot your wedding for free. I was already invited as a guest. So I wasn't just like, hey. Oh, can I come to your wedding? <laughs> yeah. And I and I was like, I'd love to shoot your wedding as, as my gift mm-hmm. to you. And she was like, that's great. But like, we, we want you like as a guest to like have fun. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have fun. Trust me, I'm going to have fun. She was like, okay. Let's do it. And so I shot that wedding in November. I did it for free. And it was a total learning experience. I'm sure. Of course. Did you shoot it by yourself or do you bring someone with you? Nope, by myself. Because I can't afford to pay an assistant. No. Um, I'm not charging enough to to really be able to. I mean, yeah, no, no, uh, no. So <laughs> you shoot this wedding. What is something that you took away that you were like, oh, I did not even think about this part? Working with uh, photographers. Oh, because it's, uh, sometimes photographers and videographers come from the same company. If it's a big company that yeah. just like sends people out. Yeah. yeah. So what happened? Well, videographers, I've learned kind of get a bad rep in the wedding. I'm, Why? This is just what I've heard, heard on okay. the streets. On the streets. Um, what I've heard from several photographers now is that videographers they work with are just like kind of, they act a little bit entitled. Like one told me that the videographers insisted on eating before the bride and groom were served. They'll get in, they'll get into photographer's shots. They'll get in their way. And it's just like, at the end of the day, what is wrong with you? I know. I know. I just like, that's not what I want to do. You know? Like you're, you're there. Yeah. Obviously this is a job for you. You get to make money and live yeah. thanks to this. But me knowing you, I feel like that you obviously enjoy this. This is your passion. So you're not going to go in demanding food. You're not going to go in (laughs) jumping in front of people's shots. So I don't know who these other people are. I don't know. But it was just like I could tell the photographer was really like wary of me. But you prove yourself and then you get to jump in line ahead of these other people who are crappy people. Yeah. Well, the dream. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, I had to tell him, which I do with all my photographers. I always let the photographer lead the day because normally photographers are booked before videographers mm-hmm. are. They're still the priority. I'm always happy to, to work around the photographers and follow them and follow their timeline yeah. because my whole thing is I just want to capture like the natural parts of the day. Like I'm natural, creative, non-invasive, romantic. That's my little like. I like that. That's my thing. Yeah. I don't want to get in anyone's way. I don't want to be all over the place, jumping in and out of shots. I mean, the biggest compliments I've gotten after the weddings were like, I didn't even know you were there. <laughs> and it's just like, they made they said it in like a good way. Like I was just hanging out with the bridesmaids. Like I was in there. I mean, I get more mimosas at work now than like <laughs> ever before in my life. It's just like people feel comfortable around me That's and cool. they want to, here's a, you want a mimosa? You want a mimosa. You get a mimosa. You know, it's just like. No, it's awesome. And you, you are right about people feeling comfortable around you. So another time we, no, the first time we met, I might have this backwards. First time we met was actually at Crystal's oh, house. Yeah, yeah, it was. See? That's right. I didn't even know you were there. I gotta get, I gotta do that line. <laughs> so, Crystal, nobility leadership. Uh, she's been on this episode before. Talked about her a lot. Crystal was shooting a video to showcase her company, nobility, nobility leadership, and what it can do for a business, a brand, whatever it may be. And I went to her house, and you were filming it. Yep. And you really, it really was amazing getting to work with you. And it was a super comfortable atmosphere. And you were just like, no, we're going to do it like this. You weren't like demanding, directing. It was very natural. Yeah, we microphoned the uh, houseplant. We did, the houseplant. So it didn't Mm -hmm. look like I was wearing a mic, which was very creative. And it was a lot of fun. So that is when we actually first met. I think, I don't even, I... 
pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that was it. So that is obviously not a wedding. Right. So are you doing other things like that? Like showing yep. Crystal's company? Yep. So I do promotional videos. I've done some for Sweet Pea Beauty. That was the oh. kind of the first round of promotional videos that I did. I did one for a church as a wedding venue, promoting it as a wedding venue. Oh, that's incredible. Yep. And then I'm working on this one for Crystal for Nobility Leadership. They aren't my biggest product. I love doing them, but I don't push them as much as I do with the weddings. And then... Um, I recently started a new series called Hello Baby, which follows this. Okay. Yeah. I love this. So yes, explain what Hello Baby is. And okay, so your Instagram for Olita Lane, Mm -hmm. people can go to Olita Lane Films. It's O-L-E-T-A-L-A-N-E Films because I want them to see what you do. So Hello Baby is another thing that you've started through Olita Lane. Yeah. Tell us what that is. Oh, (laughs) man. It is wild. <laughs> I, I, I've got a really good friend who I knew was trying to get pregnant and her son, her four-year-old son is kind of like a nephew to me. That's awesome. So when she told me she was trying to get pregnant, I was thinking to myself like, oh, it would be really cool if when she does get pregnant that I could photograph her birth because I've always thought about getting into birth photography. Ooh. And I was like, again, how do you do that without a portfolio? How do you just like hey, jump you know in? What? <laughs> yeah. Let me come there. The craziest day of your life when your legs are spread you open. You don't even know me, but let me into the room for the most intimate thing that's ever going to happen to you in your life. It'll be fine. <laughs> so fast forward, she got pregnant. She texted me like the day she texted me her positive pregnancy test, like the gears started turning. And I was like, okay, birth photography. And I was falling asleep that night. And I was like, wait, birth videography, wait, pregnancy videography, birth videography, photography. And my husband was like, please go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) You're just, you're talking gibberish right now, lady. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I texted her the next day and was like, hey, this is a crazy idea. What do you think? And I kind of pitched it to her and she was like, yeah, I love it. I'm in. And I was like, okay, cool. She was like, you'll probably see my vagina. (laughs) And I was like, probably. I, I might. I, I also have one, so we're good. We're okay. And she was like, "Okay, well, I, if you're cool, I'm cool." And I was like, "I'm cool. If you're cool." And she was like, "I'm cool." So, okay. so <laughs> that you start the Hello Baby documentary or documentaries, or is that what yeah. you call them? Yeah, it's like a mini documentary series. Is kind of what where I'm going with so you, it. You start filming before labor. Yeah, I filmed throughout the pregnancy. So I filmed filmed several times just her with her son at the park. I filmed. I filmed their baby shower. I filmed their gender reveal. I filmed like all these little pieces of it and then filmed her actual labor and her delivery and then went back and did a newborn session also. Yeah. And so when I pitched it to her, I was like, well, if if I'm, if I'm doing her, why not, why not two? Why not three? Why not four? So now you're on baby watch. I'm on baby watch right now. Oh my God. Do you have your phone? Yeah, it's right there. Oh, I hope someone (laughs) calls you while we're doing this podcast. It would be Crystal. She's, okay, I she's hope my she doesn't up. call you yet. We're not ready for that baby. So, no. Crystal, again, nobility leadership. Yeah. You were at her baby shower filming. Yeah, I was filming. Yep. So you and you left because someone went into labor, right? It, we thought she was in labor, oh. and then it it wasn't. But it wasn't long after that that she had the baby. But yes, that wow. was why I, why I left because she was delivering in downtown Seattle, and so I had to make sure oh, I was God, close enough. Far, yeah, I had to get go back and get all my gear. I only had some of it with me for Crystal, so. It's now, crazy. When shooting something like that, do you have to get permission from a hospital? Yeah. Well, yes and no. It depends. So with my first client, I guess that's what we're calling her. <laughs> my first baby. My first baby. I've had all these babies. <laughs> I have all the babies now. Uh, my first client was mm-hmm. a scheduled C-section for August 9th. Oh. 
And she had got talked to the hospital and it depended on who the doctor was going to be that day. But it sounded like I was going to be able to be in the OR to film. Not from like her head, you know, not like over the curtain, anything. Yeah, I didn't need to. We don't know. And needs to, you know, no. (laughs) So that was exciting. But then she ended up with an emergency C-section on August 2nd. So exactly a week early. And so I just had to like Cruella DeVille drive my car to the hospital to try to get there on time. And because it was an emergency C-section, I couldn't couldn't get in the OR. Her husband did get some footage, which I have, which I'll put into their video. But I was still able to get into the room where Nana was waiting. Oh, that's amazing. So when they wheeled her in with the baby, I was there. So I didn't get to film that birth per se, but that that was my first one. I was crazy trying to now yeah. have you been in the room for an actual birth then yes then? yep okay what is that like for someone who technically isn't really involved in the in the birth like mm-hmm. you're not the husband you're not the wife right it's still got to be super freaking emotional oh my gosh I had so much adrenaline going through me when it was actually happening because her birth story is crazy I actually wrote a blog post about it on my website that people can read if they want the whole story which is olitalanefilms.com okay And um, it's under the blog section. (laughs) But that whole day was kind of crazy. Everything ended up going really quickly. And so we basically thought we were going to be in chilling in labor (laughs) while she's laboring for another like six to seven hours is what the doctor told us. And then all of a sudden it was just like that. It was happening. It was happening. I was literally laying on a bench reading a book with my water bottle because I thought we had hours to kill. I was like, there's nothing oh to film God. right now. And all of a sudden it was all happening. Nurses everywhere, midwives coming in, screaming, not just oh, just every now and then just to- No, nah, I'd be screaming yeah. my head off. She actually was amazing. I'm like in awe of her. She is a, a superhero. But when it was actually happening, she had her husband holding her right hand, her mom holding her left hand, and then her doctor was across the hospital and she barely made it into the room, didn't even have time to get gloves on, just gelled in and- delivered this baby in like one like that's how fast it happened and so I had so much adrenaline I was trying to hold the camera up up you know like not not I'm just like down there can I watch this is this yeah 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 is it on your website it's not on my website yet I'm still editing okay I was gonna say I'll watch it right now nope that one's still being edited um because I just did her newborn session so are these people okay with you posting these videos yeah so basically what I'm posting is a highlight video so the highlight video video is like three, four minutes of the pregnancy, labor, delivery, newborn. There is one of those up on my website from the first one. It's like three and a half minutes long. I love this. Yeah. And then the mini doc is going to about be about 45 minutes long. And oh that, my God, that's incredible though. That goes straight to the family and they can share it if they want. I won't be sharing those on my website unless people email me and ask me if they can see it. It's also a whole nother world to share, to post 45 minute videos to your website because you've got to host a lot. There's a lot more you got to add on the back end. Yes. Yeah. But that's incredible for a family to be able to have a moment that like, I ask my mom about all the time now, 31 years later, like what was it like being pregnant to me? Yeah. What was, what was this like? What did you look like? Like all these things that in the eighties we weren't even really, well, they weren't really even taking pictures, let alone fully produced mini docs. Yeah, same. So, man, these kids are going to have it so cool, but it's incredible that you can do that for families. Yeah, I think it's a really unique product because there is birth photography and there is birth videography, but just like from what I have found, there isn't really a product that follows the journey itself, which I think is important because, you know, you do remember that moment when you pop the balloon and it's blue or pink confetti or whatever, and you, you remember the shower and the people who were there, but like, Kinda, 
And, you know, they, yeah. they'll fade as time goes on. Like you won't really remember no. it. So being able to actually look back and not just look at photos, but actual video and audio is cool. And I like to, um, I mic up the kids who are becoming big brothers, yep. big sisters and do interviews with them. Oh God. That's probably hilarious. Oh yeah. We interviewed Crystal's daughter. Olivia. On Sunday. <laughs> Went well. Good. I'm excited to see that one. Um, what if a couple is like, hey, we want you to be there for when we conceive the baby. Is that Whoa. the hard no? That would probably be a that would be that would be a weird one. That's a whole nother that's, that's a there's that's, a whole other industry. Yeah, we're for gonna that. have to add a lot of money to that package, okay. I think. But it, yeah. she didn't say no anyone, so if you're interested, I mean Kendall might do it for you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay. I guess. Not really. I'm kidding. We're not soliciting Yeah, let's porn. Let's keep it to the happening. We'll just the after the I'll after just, the baby's been I'll just made. stand outside and film the house and be like things are happening. That's what I'll do. <laughs> intro. That's the new intro to everything. Yeah. It happened here. This is where it happened. Okay, so when you move to Australia, you get there. Mm -hmm. Are you going all in on both of your side hustles first? You have to get new permits. Like yep. what the heck happens? I have to get new business licenses for both of them. It's, Can you it's, transfer the names of the companies? Yeah, neither of them are taken. And I'm not shutting down here. Okay. So fun fact, wedding seasons are opposites. So I'm actually still planning to operate <gasps> as a wedding videographer here in the Pacific That's Northwest. Incredible. Yeah, I figure um, I'm not really going to be traveling. I'm just doing one comprehensive package, all day footage. So it's you no know, like six hours, eight hours. It's yeah. just, I'm there all day. And it's just one price. Um, because, you know, I've got a place to stay. My family lives here and it's kind of, kind of just an opportunity for me to see everyone. And it's also a great way to kind of get ahead of people. If you're like, mm -hmm. if you're thinking like that, I don't have to worry about places to stay and travel. Yeah. It's like, yep, I'm there for you. And that's, yep. So is the, are you saying then your prices would probably be less than a regular photographer who's living in Seattle? Oh, they'll probably like be, a, they're probably just as competitive okay. with, with them. It's just that, you know, people here are like, oh, your home base is in Sydney. Well, I'm not going to pay that travel fee. Oh, but you're saying you won't have to pay the travel There fee. isn't a travel fee. It's just Got one it. flat rate for the whole day. Okay. So, yeah, it's been crazy trying to configure like new packages for um, when I move because it's just, it's a little bit of a different market mm -hmm. there and trying to think of how I could keep things going here because I don't want to give it up here. And yeah, it's just been. That's cool though. You're kind of just going to live. Yeah. Two lives. Yep. That's wild. So will you get a quote unquote day job also in Australia? I don't know. I mean, I always planned that I would, that I would go over there and start applying for jobs and then just kind of keep trying to mm -hmm. do these things on the side. It's a little bittersweet because I'm almost to the point now where here I'm getting more established in Seattle and I'm almost to the point where I actually could do that, swing this full time. Ooh. But I can't, you know, I probably would have needed like moving, one, yeah. one or two more years. And now that I'm moving and I'm restarting. But you look what you've done in, in yeah, such a short time. That's true. It's true. It has been really like motivating and reaffirming to see that I can do these things. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I and say to well, my husband all the time, I'm like, well. if I can do it here, I can do it there. If I can do it here, I can do it there. True. I'm always saying that. So it's just about reestablishing myself. But at least this time I've got a bit of a portfolio. Right. I was going to yeah. say, it's like you're kind of getting a fresh start. Yeah. But knowing what you know for at least these last four months from uh, the Hollis Loth and about, I guess, two years then for Alita Lee, yep. 2017. Mm -hmm. yep. So it's kind of like you got a leg up right now. You're yeah. going to go start over with actual experience yeah that's that's the game plan so yeah i don't know maybe i'll get a job just like at a coffee shop i don't know it's just like wherever i get that's a cool. job i have to they have to be flexible because if i'm filming births i need to be able to leave you know so mm -hmm. it's like i don't know that, oh that's true too yeah. like what happens now at your current job if someone goes into labor that's why i said at the beginning my boss is so cool with it she knows she knows all about 
who she knows how many babies I'm expecting. She knows their due dates. She knows that I might have to leave like that. I mean, she's been super cool. So this is so cool. Oh yeah. my God. I am so excited for you and, and everything you're doing. I hope everyone follows along. Um, how many hours a week are you spending on your side hustles? Is um, it more hours than your day job? It's probably similar. It's probably close. I work like 30 hours a week at my day job. And then I probably do like between 10, 20 on average per week on my side hustles, sometimes more. I mean, I work every day of the week. Do you I, edit the videos? Yeah. Holy budgie. That's what takes so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like yesterday I went to work at eight and I got home at three 30 and then I worked on editing videos until seven 30 at night and then had dinner with my husband and went to bed. Like that's a normal day. So, and, and I'm also really social. So like I'm yeah. the, I'm the moderator of a book club. So like I'm in charge of all that amazingness. And <laughs> like we had book club on Tuesday. So I, I went to work and then I went home and did some editing and then I went to book club and got home really late. And it's just like, this is crazy. Like I don't stop ever. But you're, you're proving right now that you can have a day job, follow your passion and still have a social life. Yes, totally. It's a balancing act. And it, there's so many people who are like, I don't have time. I don't have time to do it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just got to do my day job. I get home from work at 6 p.m. And then, you know, then what? And we're wasting so much time. I'm guilty of this. Mm -hmm. Wasting so much time on nonsensical things and people. Yeah. When we could be putting all that time and energy into something we actually give an F about. Yeah. I mean, like a perfect example is this last weekend. Uh, we ended up having no plans on Saturday. We've been packing up our house. And right. so we did that in the morning and we did some yard work. And then at like four o'clock, it was like, what now? what are we doing now? And my husband was like, well, why don't we watch a movie? We'll just relax. And I was like, what, <laughs> what? No, it's Saturday though. Like wh who's call? Let's call someone. He was like, or we could just relax. And I was like, no, we can go, we could go do this or we could actually, I could go edit for a little bit. And he was like, you need to just chill. You need to chill. And I was yeah. like, I can't, cannot chill. Hard. I have no chill. And he like, <laughs> no chill. He like forced me to, to take a night off. And it was really nice. Yep. It was very relaxing. I totally needed it, but yep. I didn't even realize I needed it until he was literally forcing me to sit on the yeah. couch. And yeah. sometimes we really do need to put ourselves in timeout. Yeah. And like, honestly, and there's like that meme that's like, I wish that I, you know, younger me actually did take those naps. Like I'm an idiot, like looking right. back, right. but like, oh my God, please mom put me in timeout right now. I can't do anything. I will sit in this corner. Oh. I would love it. I take a nap every Sunday. That's your thing on Sundays? Sunday naps. Yep. I love it though. Yep. You have to you have to have <laughs> like self-care that is actual self-care and isn't yeah. like self-care, drinking wine. Like it needs to be something for your body for I do real. that too. So. Yeah. But then you balance it <laughs> yeah. with Sunday naps. Yeah. Okay. So I want people to support you. I want them to follow you. It's olitalanefilms.com. Mm-hmm. If they want to book you for Hello Baby, weddings, anything, video, yep. they can reach out to you through the website. Yep. We do photography, too. So all all of it. Of course. Through there. And then Instagram for Olita Lane is? Olita Lane Films. Okay. So they match mm -hmm. up. Yep. Perfect. And then if they want to get a crazing table or platters for their next party, which I'm super pumped about and I really want people to do, it's The Hollow Sloth on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And website is also thehollowsloth.com. Yep. yep. Okay. So go do all those things. At least go check them out so you can be like, oh, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> so thank you for coming in tonight. I know I was late for this podcast, so I appreciate your time it's and for good. being here. Yeah. And it's a Thursday night. And I know you, like you just told, I know we were both very confused with the day. You just told us you work all these crazy hours. So thank you. I yeah. appreciate you. Thanks for having me. I was excited. 
Okay, so even though Kendall is moving around the world, still follow her on Instagram. She will be back in Seattle, and she her Instagrams are amazing, so check them out. Also, I'm the Carla Marie on Instagram. If you can rate and review this podcast, that helps so much. Follow it, subscribe to it, do all those kind of things. It really, really helps. It also helps me find more people who are side hustlers because they start reaching out to me now, which is the craziest thing ever. So thank you so, so much for all your support of this podcast. I appreciate you. And again, tag me on Instagram when you're listening. It's at the Carla Marie. Until next week, keep hustling. The weekly podcast that started it all. They just wanted to have fun as they dreamt of one day having their own morning show. And now they do. But the tradition continues every Friday. My Day Friday with Carla Marie and Anthony. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Kick off your weekend with Carla Marie and Anthony. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.